You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again. Talking everything Buffalo Bills, just about one week before the NFL Combine. So, of course, lots of chatter around the league is going to pick up in these coming days as everyone ascends to Indianapolis. Really, you've got so many agents, front agent, front office staff, uh, coaching staff, you know, you name it. And, of course, the opportunity to look at all of these these college prospects and see what they can do and kind of get a, a little bit of a clearer projection, maybe. Or maybe just a lot of rumors and smoke screens out there about where some teams might might have some interest. Now, of course, the combine coming up quickly. A couple weeks after that will be the start of free agency. And as you know, on this show, we've done some talk about free agents, talking a little bit about who the Bills have, what it might take to resign guys like Mario Addison, Levi Wallace, Jerry Hughes, Harrison Phillips. Um, is, you know, there seems to be a little bit of a consensus, at least around those four players. I think when you look online, when you talk about some of the guys on the beat and what the, might, the cost might be for those four guys. One guy that is certainly hard to project is wide receiver, kick returner, punt returner, Isaiah McKenzie for the Buffalo Bills. And and I've got to be honest, right? I'll be very upfront. As a fan, um, I, I want to see Isaiah McKenzie back in Buffalo next season. Um, I, I think of just the locker room presence that he is. We've seen him flash in certain games. So I'm a little bit biased when it comes to this this conversation. I might not be as objective as I need to. Uh, but even aside from that, there seems to be a, a, a very wide array, right, on what type of contract someone like McKenzie would be able to, to command with the Buffalo Bills. Now, again, an unrestricted free agent, who knows what can happen here? Maybe you have Brian Dable and Joe Shane coming out and you know, Dable can go to him and say, listen, this is a guy I need on this team to be a part of what we're trying to implement, you know, here in New York with the Giants that we've done with Buffalo before. So who knows, right? And we all know that Brandon Bean has that reputation of, listen, the number is what it is. This is what we're going to look to do, and we'll kind of take it from there. So anyway, as we take a look at things, McKenzie, first off, right, he's almost 27 years old, so still young in his career. Right, he'll turn uh, 27 on April 9th, and he signed a one-year contract with the Bills last year. Right, I mean, in essence, it was a, a, a one-year contract valued at 1.127 million dollars. And McKenzie was famous for saying that, uh, you know, I wanted to come back to Buffalo. You could pay me in candy, and you know, and he would still still be here. So it's like, okay, you know, that was a great storyline, a lot of fun. But then when you look back to this season, 
you think to yourself, like, man, it was a, you know, it was not the season that uh, that Bills fans probably expected early on, and probably not the same for McKenzie, right? We saw him being much less used in the passing game than he was during the 2020 season, and really having some struggles and some woes as it was as a kick returner, um, really kind of being made the scapegoat, right, in the 41 to 15 loss to the Indianapolis Colts back in week 10, even to the point where he was inactive against New Orleans on Thanksgiving Day and then inactive against New England the following week on Monday Night Football. Uh, You know, when you talk about McKenzie, we've seen the flashes, right? The biggest flash this year, of course, came against the New England Patriots in week 16. 11 receptions for 125 yards and a touchdown. He was dynamic, absolutely dynamic in every way, shape, or form. And, you know, he had to fill in for some guys that are out with COVID and Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis and certainly showed what he was able to do and even taking it a step further, not a step further, but, you know, showing that he could still contribute. You think of that first playoff game against the the Patriots, right? I mean, having three rushes for 29 yards, catching three targets for 45 yards, like, you know, showing that there were things that he could do to be a, a big part of the offense, even in a limited number of snaps, that when he had the ball in his hands, he could be electric. Now, of course, fans also remember fondly when you think about the season before and you think to the 2020 season where you had McKenzie in Week 17, that big game, the 56-26 to 26 victory over the Miami Dolphins, right, where he's he's got six receptions for 65 yards, two touchdowns. Um, of course, the, the punt return for touchdown, I mean, he was dynamic in that game too. So we've seen when McKenzie's number is called that he delivers in some big spots. Now, again, right, he was a greater part of the offense in 2020, right, with 30 receptions for 282 yards than he was in 2021. 2021, only 20 receptions, 178 yards. And let's be honest, right, he went for 11 and 125 in one game against New England. Now, I say all of this, right, because it's it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to put an evaluation on a player um, that has one great game each season. And I, I will argue again, sometimes it's that, you know, is it is it that he's not getting that opportunity to to have another great game, to do something else? Um, you know, what could he do with with more playing time? What if the team was using him in the slot over Cole Beasley? There's a lot of, yeah, what if type of questions. So as you start to think about the contract projection and what he could command in the market, I really have no idea. And I go to different people that, that kind of study these pieces and they know. And I think it's a, it's one of those mysteries that will be out there for the offseason. Um, you can think back just over a week ago on February 11th, Matt Warren did a contract projection for McKenzie at buffalorumblings.com. You know, and as he went through this, right, I mean, his contract projection that he had was very similar to what he had in 2021, kind of a one-year deal, around $350,000 in guarantees, somewhere in the neighborhood of $1.17 million, um, a very similar contract to what he signed last year. 
Now, as I look at that, I tend to think like, okay, at least with Brian Dable in New York, again, as I talked about before, McKenzie will likely have at least one other offer. Total speculation on my part, but I'm going to, I'll stamp my flag on that, on that speculation. But when you look at things and you're thinking to yourself, man, a guy that could still be your kick and punt returner, at least your kick returner, right? Late in the season, they certainly had Micah Hyde doing more in the punt return game. $1.2 million. That seemed really low to me. That seemed really low to me. Now, recently on the Shout podcast, Mike Janitti from Spot Track was talking with Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. Those guys do a great job each and every week with their show, of course, all their columns at Syracuse.com. And, uh, you know, and they were talking that something for McKenzie might be more in the neighborhood of four to five million dollars a year for him to sign as a free agent. And that's a big difference, right? When you're talking about basically something, you know, just above the league minimum with the bills around one point two million dollars to then something in the four to five million dollar range when you talk to Janitti and Perino. And I don't know who's right. I mean, I tend to think as I look back at this going before any of this, right? I was I was thinking that something for McKenzie, thinking similar to a, an Andre Roberts type of deal. Maybe three years, two point five million dollars per year, right on average. Maybe, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of three million dollars in guarantees, right? So if it's something you need to get out of after one year, if things don't really work out, you're not you're not burdened with the rest of that contract. But that's where my head was. Something around 2.5 to $3 million per year. Again, more than a one-year deal, right? The ability to lock this up. We have seen him able to step up when needed in those big spots, right? I tend to think now it's a little bit more than just a fluke, but certainly not one of those where you're saying like, hey, you know, Isaiah McKenzie has the potential to be a, you know, your wide receiver too tomorrow. Like I don't, I don't think we're looking at that yet, but the creativity and how they've used him on offense, I think is something that has worked, but, but there seems to be no real consensus when it comes to what will a contract look like for Isaiah McKenzie. And for me, right. I, I hope, you know, you think of these guys, they, they come out, they have some struggles early in their career. They bounce from, you know, on some practice squads, they, they need to find their footing that this is a step for Isaiah McKenzie to continuing his NFL career and having more, I guess I would say career stability, right. Than you do with having just those one-year contracts. As I said, I am a, I'm a fan of Isaiah McKenzie, right. And you look at this, you want players to get paid. You want that to happen. They have a limited window of time. If it's for me, if it's like, listen, you know, if I'm siding with the players versus the, uh, the owners, I'm always going to side with the players, right? These guys are the ones they put themselves out there. So I hope McKenzie gets a contract that is good for him. Again, my initial thoughts, three years, $7.5 million total, um, which again, I, you know, it's not a, it's not one of those NFL contracts that like completely, you know, sets you up for forever and ever. But I think for him gives some stability that he has certainly earned and certainly deserves. So we'll wait and see. But I guess my question to all of you is, where do you think this goes? And be realistic with it. I mean, again, sure, as a fan, you're probably like, well, hey, one year, $1.2 million sounds great. Leaves more cap space to 
sign other players and this and that. But as, as I look through it, I think um, I don't know that that's realistic. Along the same lines, I don't think $5 million a year is necessarily realistic either. So, you know, <laughs> etching my bets, split in the middle, coming somewhere in that $2.5 million range. But I was going back and forth with someone on Twitter the other day, and he said that the bills were stacked at wide receiver. And I pushed back. You know, a lot of times I don't push back too much on, on Twitter, right? People are going to have their opinions, their comments. That's fine. I was like, well, listen, you got Stefan Diggs. You got Gabriel Davis still on his rookie deal. McKenzie's a free agent. So is Emmanuel Sanders. So is Jay Kumro. And Cole Beasley's in the last year of his contract. And he's 33 years old, right? So, I mean, at minimum, Cole Beasley's back for one more year. Or maximum, I should say. Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't think the Bills are stacked at wide receiver. They've got some really good players. But I think they need to bring some back to have some consistency. And I hope that guy will be Isaiah McKenzie. So anyway, let me know what you think. Find me on Twitter at Anthemarino at any time. Always love to interact with you guys. Um, find me in the comment section here at buffalorumblings.com. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all our great shows each and every day. And uh, listen, that's kind of about it for today. So I'm going to hop out of here. I'll talk to you all soon. And as always, go Bills. From data privacy to the future of TV, retail media, and beyond, the world of digital marketing is constantly in flux. So how can you keep up? Well, the Current Report is there for you. Each week, marketing leaders on the cutting edge give you the latest insight. So if it's creating a buzz, they'll be talking about it. Subscribe to The Current Report wherever you get your podcasts.